Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a parenting podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and I hope everybody is staying sane and staying safe amidst all of the COVID-19 coronavirus panic going on throughout the world. Wanted to let you know that we here at the Detox Podcast care about you, and we are going to continue to bring you quality episodes that will entertain you, distract you, and allow you to take part in a much bigger conversation. Part of that today is my interview with Mikey Abrams. He is an individual, he's an actor, performer, dancer, singer, triple threat, everything, who started the Facebook group Quarantine Cabaret back on March 18th. It is currently sitting at over 36,000 members and growing. It is a thriving community where artists all over the world are being able to share their performances with this big of an audience and its positivity and it's great and it is putting something good into the world and as one reporter called it making lemonade out of a giant global lemon i think you're really going to enjoy my conversation with mikey up first brian salmon is back with another ask the birth guy and then i'll get into my conversation with mikey after this Birth guy. Hey guys, this is Brian the Birth Guy with Ask the Birth Guy on the Detox Podcast. I'm going to answer a question today someone sent in, and this is not a new question for me. I see it all the time, and we deal with it all the time. This is a mom saying, I am breastfeeding or attempting to while my baby's in the NICU, so I'm pumping a lot. Well, I have a couple of things to say about that. If you're pumping, that's good, but I would prefer you to hand express when you're pulling out the colostrum because when you first have your baby, you only have colostrum, and it only comes out in a few drops. It's liquid gold. It has everything that you need in it. It has protein, fat, with antibodies. This is exactly what the baby needs. There's over 200 ingredients, and it just comes in about a teaspoon a serving for a baby that's newborn. Now, here's the thing, moms. When you're pumping, pumping is really good to do in between and when you're not with your baby. When you're with your baby, you should be skin to skin in your baby. And then when it's about time to get stuff ready for the baby, you should be hand expressing because when you pump and you're getting colostrum, it's very thick. So colostrum will get stuck in the little parts of the pump and you feel like you're getting nowhere because almost nothing comes out. But when you hand express into a little pill cup, you'll notice the colostrum will start layering on top of each other and suddenly you'll see a big gloop at the bottom and if you look at my instagram and go back you'll see us with syringes of colostrum we do this because when baby goes to the NICU we immediately have mom start hand extracting and then we pull it up into a syringe we take the syringe to the NICU you stick your finger in the baby's mouth to get that reflex for the baby to start sucking to work and then you can start pushing a little bit of that colostrum in at a time last time we did it our baby's Blood sugar was very low and it went up extremely. It went up about 10 points, which was great. That meant the baby was going to get out of the NICU faster. Okay, you guys, any other questions you have, I'm going to send Joe a link. The link's going to be for the Stanford website, and it has something on how to pump aggressively. It's called hands-on pumping when your baby's in the NICU. This will help you guys. If you need anything else, you just ask right here. I'm proud to be a part of the Detox Podcast. Back to you, Joe.
Welcome back to the Detox Podcast, all you cool cats and kittens. Yes, I couldn't help myself. I also just finished Joe Exotic, like most of uh, America on Netflix right now, but I am super thrilled right now. We're not talking Joe Exotic. That's the most we're going to get into it, but I'm super excited to introduce my guest today, Mr. Mikey Abrams. Mikey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I would have been happy to talk about Joe Exotic, too. (laughs) I do not understand so much of what happened in that. It is phenomenal and a train wreck, and I can't look away, and it was... It was all I could do to finish it fast enough. It was there was something for everybody in there. There was jet skis, there were tigers, there were mullets, there were husbands, there was all kinds of stuff. So much going on there. Yeah, it's the Lord's work. What can we say? <laughs> Oh, well, Mikey, you're on the show today. I'm excited. We're going to dig into uh, your background, your journey through the arts. And then also specifically, what I want to just start right out the gate talking about is your Facebook group, Quarantine Cabaret, that as we're recording this uh, on April 1st, uh, which it won't release till later. But as of today, it's been, what, two weeks and it's already over 36,000 members? Yeah, we're almost at 37,000, I want to say. Okay. We have an average growth. When it first started, we have an average growth of about 3,000 to 3,500 people a day. We are now gaining about 1,500 to 2,000 a day. That is insane. Yeah, it's an insane growth spurt. I love, so I think what's really awesome about this has been when most of my colleagues were told to work from home, other friends of mine were uh, told to go home, were laid off or shows closed or whatever the case may be. There was a lot of, well, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to sit at home. We're supposed to wait it out. We're supposed to, you know, do our part by sitting at home and just binging Netflix. There's got to be more that we can do to put some good out into the world. And what I love is that you've really taken that to heart and put it plan into action. So walk me through the initial origin. I know you had released a a video of you, what, lip syncing cool writer. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. Uh, I was thinking to uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's rendition of Grease 2 Cool Rider. Yes, yes. The ever popular, uh, some might say controversial, Grease 2. Uh, I feel it like. It's the better of the two. <laughs> See, I, I disagree. I disagree. Grease 2 is the better Grease. <laughs> and uh, I, will, I will die on that mountain. <laughs> One thing I know about Grease 2 is I feel like people either love it or hate it. But that's what makes it so good is it is just a lightning rod for discussions and is fantastic. So you did a lip sync to Cool Rider and then it went off from there. So walk me through just the idea to do that first video and also then how that turned into the early days of Quarantine Cabaret and then kind of how it's grown since then. The evolution of it, it's not where it is now is nowhere near what the original intent was. And it, it kind of had to just evolve as mm. more and more and more people ha- have joined. So when we first started off, I have a lot, as you had mentioned, you and I both share a lot of uh, theater friends in right. common. And um, I do a lot of musical theater in the area, in the DFW area, and have been performing for 30 plus years <laughs> yep. in, in uh, theaters over in the Metroplex, but I figured, well, you know what, if I'm going to be locked up in the house and drinking and singing anyway, I might as well have an audience. Right. (laughs) So I invited some theater friends 
and they invited friends and they began participating. And at first it was like fun, stupid things that you would do with your theater friends, like at a cast party. Right. Um, you know, somebody's drinking, someone's putting on a funny wig, someone's changing the lyrics to make fun of something. And I'd say about for about the first three or four days, it was a lot of fun. And then after about five, six, seven, eight days into it, it exploded well past the 15,000 member point. Right. And um, we started getting people from across the country, um, different countries. Right now, we uh, represent six continents and over 40 different countries. Wow. Uh, which is absolutely amazing. And I put a picture of the American Airlines Center. The American Airlines Center is designed to hold 20,000 people in capacity. Well, we are almost twice the size of the American Airlines Center as far as members who are potentially watching. So everyone who's coming in and posting all of their performances are getting a chance to perform in a huge crowd. What's amazing about it is I've been getting a lot of uh, wonderful feedback, private message, text message, email saying, thank you so much for creating this group. Um, you know, I've been get, going through a hard time with my kiddos and my kiddos love to sing and dance and their, you know, school plays and activities got canceled and it gives them a chance to perform what they could have performed at their school talent show. Yeah. And, um, it's little things like that, that you just didn't realize. So it's kind of evolved into an escapism and a comfort zone. So over the week, I we kind of really, I had to develop a team. I have a team now of five people helping me operate this. Um, and we're looking to expand out even more in uh, different realms. Uh, so over the, about the first week or so, it, it, hit, it hit hard. We actually had a uh, death in the family mm. due to the coronavirus. I'm sorry to hear and that. Thank you. And uh, it was very difficult. And when all these people are saying, thank you so much for allowing this to happen. Thank you so much for allowing this platform for me to perform and get stuff out. Uh, that night that I found out our family member had passed, I started watching the videos in a very different way. Mm -hmm. And it became through not just, you know, drunk Mikey at the cast party having a gay old time. Right. But it became, oh, my gosh, this is actually comforting to hear people sing or people dance and people spread joy and not the virus. Right. So it took on a different meaning for me and I had a completely different perspective. And ever since then, we've kind of developed some rules and some guidelines to prevent, you know, any kind of spamming or inappropriate material entering the group because we do want it to be a safe space for people. Right. And it really has taken on a life of its own. Yeah. I love when you're talking about um, having a safe space, I think so many times, and this is what I do, you know, I think a lot of people are, are, are doing something similar in, in general. And this is the goal that I have with this podcast is to make sure that, you know, every single day I'm putting a little bit more good out into the world. So that way, you know, when it's all done and dusted, I've done my part to make the world just a little bit better. And I love the mission that you've got with, uh, making the world a better place. And then you've got this huge community that is being positive and, and contributing to that safe space and empowering people to not only 
be able to show performances that they want to show, but also like you said, people that had a show that got canceled. Now they have an audience that they can perform for. They have a community they can reach out for. And then now people are also able to get feedback. I know that I've seen, uh, I'm in the group as well. And uh, shout out to Sarah Slaughter who invited me. And I went, what is this fantastic group? Shut up. Yes. No. Sarah Slaughter invited yes. you? Yes, she did. She, did. she was one she was my best friend in high school. Oh, really? She's fantastic. I used to do. I used to work summer I, camps I at Casa. I grew up at the Slaughterhouse. Oh, She's really? Me. Yes. <laughs> J Mac and, yes. and Marty. And yes. Yes. Lisa and little J Mac. I know everybody. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It is too small of a world. Way too small of a world. Wait. Right, and, we don't have to chat about this yeah. after the uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, she invited me, and I was scrolling through, and I was seeing people say something around along the lines of, "This is my first time ever to perform. This is my first post. Uh, any feedback is welcome." And it's giving people that extra safe space where they go, this group and community is already willing and able to watch, perform, and help, and grow. And it's it's one of the rare instances where I've seen throughout social media, as an example, where people are across the board positively helping others and we're all building a community and thriving. And I just, I love that. And I want to commend you for getting that started. It's fantastic. Well, thank you. Like I said, that wasn't the original intent, but that's <laughs> definitely what it evolved into. And with the tragedy, it kind of gave me an aha moment, you know, and I ain't Mother Teresa by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But when, like you had brought up, what I love is when someone says, you know, I've never been able to sing in public before, but this is my first time to do it. And I love the fact that it is a safe space for them to do it, because I do think performing is healing, whether it be singing or dancing or telling jokes or performing a monologue or reading your poetry. But I think it gives us strength, and I think it uh, connects us as human beings uh, by showing empathy, yes. You know, whether we're laughing or crying or getting angry together. Uh, it's what makes us human. Yes. And I think that's what's so strong about art in general, and it's specifically the performing art. Yes. Because, it, like you said, it connects us. Right. And it allows us to feel. And in a time right now where people are scared and unsure, and we have horrible people, you know, as leaders giving us false information and unsure information. Right. Uh, it lends us a platform to go, hey, I feel this way too, and this is how I'm going to communicate it. Right. Absolutely. Now, I would love to really get your story about growing up in the arts. When did you first get started? What was that like for you grow growing up and getting into the professional uh, lane? And I really want to know kind of the background of Mikey Abrams, how you became to be a uh, performer extraordinaire. I, don't say that. You ain't seen me on stage. You don't know. <laughs> if I was that much performer extraordinaire, I wouldn't be a real estate agent right now, baby. I'd be dancing on Broadway, I guess. But no. anyway, I, I started doing theater uh, in the, when was it, like middle school. Went to school with Sarah Slaughter. Yep. And uh, did a theater all throughout high school, majored in an undergrad, uh, worked professionally around town went up to New York, did the whole off-Broadway starving artist thing and right. realized that I liked groceries better than <laughs> I liked performing. Right. 
And uh, when I came back, I uh, got my teaching certification to teach high school theater. And I was a high school theater teacher for 15 years, wow. directing shows and judging UIL one act plays yep, yep. and uh, helping choreograph other shows and still getting involved in uh, regional theater around town. Uh, stopped teaching. At, when was it? I became a real estate agent in 2015, stopped teaching in 2017. And uh, being a real estate agent and performing ever since, and that's where that's where the story stops. That's the small version of <laughs> sure, it. Sure, sure. What has what was one of the maybe defining moments for you as you were growing up? Maybe a mantra or a piece of advice that you had that has really stuck with you and helped shape uh, the person and performer and individual that you are today. Oh gosh, you know I don't know if there's a piece of advice that any one particular person has ever said to me or uh, but um as we evolve as artists and as we evolve as humans the one thing that i the mantra that i am is that you know i am what i am be who you are uh there's no one else who's going to do it better uh and i think i take that into my business right now where i think it's super important to present yourself uh what your beliefs are uh, what your your thoughts are, uh, be as honest as you possibly can. Not everyone's going to like it, but I think you're going to attract the, the right people to connect with you. And um, I think the truer we are to ourselves, uh, the better we are, you know, doing, <laughs> helping out society. Right. Definitely. I want to talk for a moment about what do you feel the the sh the shape of the arts is going to be post pandemic because I know that uh, speaking from experience of being a being a high school theater teacher myself where um, when things needed to be shifted in the budget I was the first one to go but I really want to know the perspective uh, that you have or conversations you've had with other individuals about. I know things are all in flux and it's really hard to forecast what things are going to be like, but if you had to, if you're kind of scoping out and looking at what the future might look like, what has, what do you feel is a perspective you've seen that could maybe be what the state of the arts could be post pandemic? I am by no means any kind of artistic director of a theater <laughs> no, or sure, business sure. mogul or performers or anything like that. So this ain't Dion Warwick's Psychic <laughs> Friends Network. I don't know the future. But I can tell you this of what Quarantine Cabaret's future is. Uh, right now we have a very captive audience, like I said, close to 37,000 people. And um, part of the people that are on my team, they are awesomely donating their time, all of whom are dedicated to the DFW arts, but we are creating a website called QuarantineCabaretDFW.org, whereas we're going to be featuring uh, some fun performances from the Facebook page, but in addition, featuring theaters, whether they be regional or community, we're treating them all the same, where they're going to get a chance to have segments of shows in a quarantined performance format. Mm -hmm on the website so they are featured and the theaters can be connected to their donation pages so what i worry about more so is some of these smaller community and regional theaters that may or may not make it or and if we can help 
even if it's just making enough money to keep the lights on for him for another month, right. then uh, I think that's really, really important because it's DFW performing the performance community here has just been amazing yes. and I've watched it grow. I mean, you probably, I don't know how old you are or nothing. I'm 44 years old, but I remember back in the day when I first started out, you open up the paper to find out where the auditions were, yep. you know, yep. there were only like about 10 theaters that you could go audition for. Now, Lord, there's probably a hundred of them. Right. Yes. So some of these, some of these, uh, smaller theater companies that are super important to give actors and performers a chance, uh, I worry about their well-being and uh, their health, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And I want to make sure that these thrive because these theater programs also provide uh, educational performances for the kiddos. Uh, they perform stepping stones for performers who uh, may not be equity ready, but they're trying to build up their resumes. Sure. They're out of college and just trying to start. I think that is extremely important to build up the stepping stones and the experience for that. And uh, those are the theaters that I, I worry about most. So we're going to try to help them any way we can. I love that. That is utterly fantastic. And I think it's using the good karma you've been given with this amazing audience and rapid growth and expansion. And you're immediately paying it forward and thinking about how you can continue to help the artistic community. And that's just, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. That's what we want to be able to do is when we have been granted positivity and good fortune to then pay it forward for the next person and the next individual. And this is how, you know, this is how we build a society. This is how we build a community. This is how we exist and live and thrive, you know? Absolutely. And like I said, what the original intent was for the group and what it's evolved into uh, I, I have not, I've only posted about two or three performances and it's when we had smaller groups as it has grown and grown. I feel like I've had a responsibility to help maintain the group, uh, protect the group and protect everybody who's coming in to perform in it. Right. In it. So I'm trying, I'm taking on more of an administrative role rather than the role of performer. Right. I love that. That's fantastic. Um, one last question before we segue to the final segment of the of the show, but one last question I want to ask you with Mike. I know we've talked about the future of Quarantine Cabaret. We've talked about uh, your perspective and we've talked about mantras, but I really want to know, has there been one personal story or anecdote that people have shared with you that have really, that has really resonated with you to where you've said, this has been, this has been worth it and no names, just I'm curious if there's been one that's really stood out for you. Oh, good God, Joe. Yeah. I mean, I get I get messages every day. Mm. Every day I get multiple messages about this. I mean, we have one woman who, you know, dances in her kitchen at, <laughs> dressed to, to uh, oh, what's Billie Eilish you know, oh. <laughs> in funny costumes. I yeah. love her to death. And, and I actually have reached out to her. And it's, what I love more about any of all this is that I'm getting to meet all these artists and just interesting everyday folk who just appreciate the arts who are messaging me and we're getting to communicate and it's sad that it's taken an entire you know pandemic 
for us to stop and really listen and connect with one of each other. <laughs> and I say connect and it's over, you know, a messenger and Facebook to sit down and really hear and read what someone is actually saying yeah. and taking the time now that we have the time right. to uh, respond to this. And it's bringing out a lot of humanity. Yes. Um, there's one other specific story is that I had a gay man who lives in a very small town uh, message me and said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm too scared to sing, but I watch this every single night. Um, there's not a big musical theater uh, group in his small city. You know, if he wants to go see a Broadway touring company, he's got to drive four hours out of his way to go and sit and watch it. But He's getting to sit, he's getting to watch, and he's getting to um, share his time with like-minded people. Right. I love that. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Mikey. And now we're going to transition to my favorite segment of the week. It is the Dad Joke of the Week. It is a segment where I hurl dad jokes at my unsuspecting guest in an attempt to get them to laugh while the audience groans. But I can't hear the audience. I can only hear my guests, so it works out for me. But uh, I always like to put my guest on the spot first. Mikey, do you have any dad jokes you would like to offer up first? I'm not a dad. <laughs> well, do you have but... any bad jokes? <laughs> Yeah, I do, but I don't. I think your podcast is PG rated, so I won't say them. <laughs> oh no, you can you can say them if you want. We uh, it's adults here. <laughs> okay, this is the worst worst joke, and I'm sure it's completely un PC. Okay, of me. perfect. And, no, it's nothing bad. Okay, so <laughs> why did the Siamese twins move to England? I don't know why. So the other one could drive. <laughs> That's the worst joke I know. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's perfect. That's perfect. All right. I've got a couple. Uh, hey, Mikey, um, apparently you can't use beef stew as a password. Uh, it's not stroganoff. It's not stroganoff. Strong enough? Uh-huh. Strong enough? Yep. Okay. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, uh, Mikey, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's a new type of broom out. It's sweeping the nation. Sweeping the nation. How old are your kids? <laughs> Five and two and a half. <laughs> I bet you kill. It's a killer comedy night at, uh, at, at uh, Joe's house. A hundred percent. All right, last one I got for you. Last one. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Mikey, I ordered a chicken and an egg online. I'll let you know. I ordered a chicken and an egg online. I'll let you know. Okay. I'll let you know who arrives first chicken egg. oh yeah okay that's a thinker yes that's a yes thinker. no it's good it's good all right oh no one ever claimed they were good jokes all right mikey if people want to follow you specifically and and the group what's the best way for them to do that and of course we'll include all this in the show notes sure um you can check out our website at quarantine's quarantined with a D. I'll say it again. Sorry. You can check out our website at quarantined with a D cabaret DFW.org. Or you can go to the Facebook page quarantined cabaret. And if you're interested in learning more about me, you can go to my website at MikeyAbramsRealtor.com. Perfect. And we need a hashtag for this episode. Should we go with hashtag quarantined cabaret? 
Why not? Go Um, for it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Mikey. And listeners, we'll be back next week with another great episode. But until then, hashtag quarantined cabaret and hashtag be a better dad. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Detox Podcast, or visit DetoxPodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.